Thomas. Michael. Now, people are going to like this story. Some people are going to really like this story. University of Rochester did a study where they found out that swearing, people that swear may be happier, healthier, more honest, and also it's a sign of higher intelligence. How about that? A whole lot of swearing going on there in Rochester, huh? I've always said this, and you've told me this too. A well-placed F-bomb is a thing of joy, isn't it? <laughs> huh? I used to be in the music business, or as we used to call it back in the day, the record business. Right. And I have never heard so much swearing in my life. Actually, if you're in the music business in the 90s, which I was, you could not make a sentence without throwing down the F-bomb. And to me, it's just the opposite. It shows a lack of intelligence. It well, shows a lot of stupidity. And I guess we all are guilty of this in moments of rage or in moments of extreme passion. I can understand it. I'm guilty myself. But, you know, just to be part of the everyday vernacular, I don't think so. For one thing, it says it improves your pain tolerance. Okay. Explain that to me. Well... You know, let's say you stub your toe in the middle of the night. Okay, good point. And you're screaming all the F-bombs and whatever, and it, they say it takes away some of the pain. I, I understand that, don't you? It's the verbal version of Rolaids. Plus, <laughs> and listen to this, both men and women find the opposite sex more attractive if they swear. And researchers also found it's a health benefit that swearing lets steam off you and it helps you cope with stress. You can't believe that, right? Do I think it's sexy for a woman to swear? A really attractive woman? Yes. <laughs> well, it depends on where she's swearing. <laughs> if it's like, you know, in the bedroom, that's one thing. Just out in front of the kids, not so much. Plus, it's cheaper. You know, therapy's nice, but screaming a four-letter word at the top of your lungs for 10 seconds, it's a lot cheaper and faster, isn't it? Oh, what a relief it is. <laughs> you know, do you ever get the idea that some people never truly learn to swear until they can drive, Right. Good point. We let them out, and occasionally we go to the state bird from New Jersey. <laughs> you know, some people call them swear words. I call them sentence enhancers, don't you? Sentence enhancers. Yeah. <laughs> I also swear because sometimes gosh darn and meanie head doesn't quite get it done, does it? Meanie head? Yeah. You know what I'm hearing? I'm hearing that profanity is actually losing its impact because people are using it so much. So what do they say about that in Rochester, Minnesota? No, but it's not Minnesota, you knucklehead. It's University of Rochester. That would be in the great state of New York. The oh, Empire I thought state. you meant Minnesota. No. Oh, ah, yeah, we see now. The great state of New York, where swearing is a rite of passage. No, it's right? not just New York. They did all over. But don't you think life's disappointments are harder to take when you don't know any swear words? Let me think about that. Come on, think about it. I thunk it. I suppose there could be some truth there. A morsel, a mere morsel. Why don't you tell me to end this by telling me to F off? <laughs> okay, huh? F off. Tom and Mike. Have you flown lately? Only in my dreams. Right. You do watch the news, and it seems like almost on a daily basis, we're seeing stories of passengers that are acting unruly and, and out of hand, and something has to be done, right? It's really getting to be commonplace, isn't it? What? Well, there was an American Airlines flight where a woman was kicked off the plane. This is just amazing. I just don't understand people. I don't understand. And they had video of this, and she doesn't look that, you know, drunk or anything. She was in the middle seat, and on either side of her were two very large men, right? Okay. And she started calling them two fat pigs to the point where other passengers were telling her to shut up, and it got so bad that the 
flight attendant came over and they let her go to another seat. And as she was leaving, she actually said, as she was going to another seat, for everybody to hear, I eat salad, okay? <laughs> oh, how mean and how snooty. She complained that they were squishing her. She was the jelly in the middle of the donut, wasn't she? She called them two fat pigs. This is where we got the term when pigs fly. Ding, ding, ding. There you go. You know, airlines have some culpability in this. They're packing us in like sardines, aren't they? The seats and the spaces are getting ever so smaller. Right. You know, they should say, fight or flight. Let us surprise you. That should be the, the slogan of some airlines now. Fight or flight. Because it seems like it happens almost daily now. Are you coming up with slogans for the president yes, nowadays? I no. <laughs> don't fill oh, the please. wall. Don't, don't Crime will fall. If you give me that challenge, you know I'll come back with some dingers. I know you will. He's not my favorite person. I don't care who hears it. All right, all right. All right, I don't care. Everybody has their time. This is America, right? It's and America. We balance, we balance out. I don't like him. You love him. So it's, we're even. No. Right, right down. Come <laughs> on, tell the true. people. That is you, not true. You got a MAGA hat, don't you? I do not. Ugh. I've got a maggot hat. <laughs> I don't have a maggot hat. But can you imagine calling somebody a fat pig to their face? Yes. You can? Yeah, and I would be kicked out of that airplane so quick. You have no idea. The only reason she got away with it is because she's a woman. A white woman, too. One that, of the guys was go. black. They can get away with anything. Who eats a lot of salad. Right. Couldn't she call them tubbos or something? That's terrible. Or big boned? You're a big bony meanie head. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the check-in lines. That's what does it, people. Makes them all crazy because the check-in lines are getting longer and longer in the wintertime with flight delays and everything, right? But don't you hate sitting in the middle on a long flight? Oh, especially between two really- Big over- fat pigs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, buddy. Big bone meanie heads. Tom and Mike. Now, Thomas, do you ever hear of a guy named Dave Asprey? Dave Asprey? A-S-P-R-Y. You ever hear of this guy? No, I don't know Dave. He's 45 years old, and he owns a company, founded a company called Bulletproof Coffee. You ever heard of that? Mm-mm. Now, Bulletproof Coffee is a little different. It's coffee with oil and butter. Don't ask me why you put oil and butter in there. He's in the news this week because he spent a million dollars so far. His goal is to live to be 180. He takes 100 supplements a day, a lot of designer drugs from Europe, He's taken a half a liter of his bone marrow and put it in different parts, the stem cells removed and put him in different parts, injected in different parts of his body. He lives on 1,800 calories a day. Someone tell this guy he's not bulletproof, right? And he's only 45. He's only 45. Someone can tell this guy he's going to do all this and then he's going to get hit by a city bus one day crossing the street, <laughs> right? He's so 45. what makes him think that he's going to cheat death yeah. just because he's spending a little money? You know what they say about those... You know what? Billionaires, right? Right. I don't know if he's a billionaire, but he's got a lot of money. He once weighed 300 pounds. Now he's down to about 185. That's going to like 20 years off your life right there. Right. 15, 20 years of your life, you reach that age, you're going to all have dementia. How, how fun is that going to be, right? Not good. And how about getting back to us when you hit 123 to be the oldest person 123, ever? 123, and he's going to be so depressed, he's going to off himself, right? Right. I want you to Google this bulletproof coffee. It's a big rage among hipsters and nutrition freaks. Oil and butter. You know, that actually has some sound medical science behind it, believe it or not. What's that, Dr. Kent? Well, the doctor from the Cleveland Clinic, I can't remember his name, but Google it. Dr. Demento? No, that was before my time. I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway, he wrote that book, Eat Fat, Get Thin, the infamous doctor from the Cleveland Clinic. Right. He says, we need more fat not less, if we really want to stay healthy. And one of the things that he recommends 
is putting butter instead of like cream in your coffee. Right. Putting like pat of butter in your coffee. Ugh. Yeah. He says it's delicious and it's good for you. So maybe this guy has found the the key to, you know, eternal youth. Who knows? All right. For the show, will you try that today and get back to us tomorrow? I tried it. It's terrible. I oh, you did? <laughs> I'm back to my half and half, my friend. What kind of oil did you put in? It wasn't it wasn't motor oil, was it? It was olive oil. Olive oil. Yeah, olive oil or a pat of butter. The doctor says that a lot of these processed oils and butters are really bad for you. But the natural stuff, like, in other words, stay away from anything that says less fat or, you know, butter substitutes like margarine, that kind of thing. It's full of all the bad fat. Right. You got to go for the real stuff. Right. All right. So we'll get back to Dave in about 20 years. See how he's doing, okay? Let's put him over here in the afterlife file. Tom and Mike. There's a town in Illinois called Chino. It's C-H-E-N-O-A. I don't know how you pronounce that. I wanted to say Kazuntite when you said that. (laughs) C-H-E-N-O-A. Chinua, Illinois. Well, they have a training seminar coming up for their patrolmen, and they want to tase people, but they don't know how to do it. So they're asking for volunteers to come in to be tased for these training sessions because the cops, I guess, are too much wussies to do it to each other, right? So people are going to volunteer for this? Yes. No money involved? Yes. Oh, there is money. No, I don't think there is any money. (laughs) Just for the community. Do you not understand my questions? Yes, I do. Okay. So here's the mistake some people make. These tasers can't be all that bad because they only have two AAA batteries in them, right? That's it? But that's wrong, isn't it? Because they can zap the hell out of you. Do you know a taser that has the, the slogan on the side of the, the taser? It says, from badass to crime within two seconds. But it doesn't rhyme. You need to rhyme this stuff. <laughs> you know, if your marriage lacks a little bit of spark, how about a taser? Wouldn't that pick no. it up? No? No. How about so, your your mate is snoring all the time? Taser? Mm, that might be interesting. You know where they have more tasers than anywhere? What state uses tasers more than anybody with the statistics? This is an easy one. Texas. No. Florida. Yes. Okay. Texas is number two, right? I don't know what, but they just said Florida. It's basically a criminal population. It's America's Australia. You knew that, didn't you? Yeah, because you always remind me how bad things are in Florida, even though you own property there. I guess you would know, though. Did you see the latest story out of Florida? They discovered a, a, a giant hole in the woods that ran a tunnel all the way to a Chase Bank. The guys didn't get in the bank before it was discovered, so they didn't get anything. But that's what they're doing down in Florida, my friend. Well, let's build a wall around that Chase Bank. What do you think? They they need to uh, (laughs) tase those mothers. Come on. Tom and Mike. Did you know that buffet restaurants, when's the last time you and Karen visited a buffet? Never, never. We are anti-buffet people. Why? Because we're germaphobes. We don't want to touch. I don't care that there's a stupid spit guard up covering all the food. Everybody's touching the spoons and all that stuff with their hands. You're talking about the public here. You know, people don't wash their hands. This is how you get sick. And their sleeves are going over the food. I mean, that's the most disgusting thing. Maybe this is why we never went to Las Vegas. Well, you should be happy then because they're having a hard time. They're going out of business. There's only a few really left in the country. Well, there's still a lot, but compared to you what You go they, to the Golden Corral quite a bit, don't you? <laughs> no, but here's why they are going out. Healthier eating habits for Americans, and they're having a harder time finding sustainable ingredients. Things are going bad. And also, the main thing, they never realized how much Americans can eat. You see those big old guys come in there, oh, you can eat shrimp night or something, and they had like 15 plates of it. I think they call that... Chris Christie night. Tom and Mike. 
All right, now look, you'd like to think of yourself as a radio. I mean, you are. You're Mr. Radio. You've been on radio for many years. You're going to be one day in the Radio Hall of Fame. So I'm going to test you, my friend, on some radio. First of all, who invented the radio? Marconi. Do you remember his first name? (laughs) (laughs) I want to say. You want to say? (laughs) I want to say. Tony? Tony Marconi? No, Leonardo. (laughs) No, it was Guglielmo. Guglielmo? They called him Google for short. (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember what year this was? This was in the early 1900s, right? 1899. Close, buddy. Yeah. All right. right, That's old. Do you know what the first radio station was? (laughs) No. KDKA in Pittsburgh. Well, all right. I'm glad you asked that because there's two programming geniuses. I don't know geniuses, but they're very famous. You ever hear of the two guys? Ever hear of Lee Abrams? Yes. Have you ever heard of Randy Michaels? Of course. Okay. Well, they were asked to give their top 10, top 40 stations of all time. And they both had a list. Top 10, top 40 stations. Yes. Top 10, top 40 stations. First, I want to give you Lee Abrams. Can you guess? So let's see both of them. Can you come up with any of the... Well, uh, okay. I can't discern which list is who, but... Right, but give me some of the I can tell you WLS in Chicago would be on that list. That is in... Chicago. That's in Lee Abrams' list? Well, well, I don't care whose list it is. Okay. I'm going to tell you these radio stations are going to be on these lists. Okay, they had that both in their list. Okay, see, okay, I used to work there. Okay, give me another one. That was considered the best radio station in the country when I was coming up. Not so much anymore. All right, give me another one. Back in the day. All right, I'm going to say KCBQ in San Diego. That is correct. Okay, CKLW in Detroit, Windsor. Correct. WABC in New York. Correct. I'm going to say KISS in Los Angeles. Correct. I'm going to say Z100 in New York. Correct. Okay, I know my radio. This is radio, and you're Mr. Radio. I was testing you. You did pretty good. You know what I read today? This is kind of a mind blower. There's something like 200 million cars in the country with satellite radio in the cars now. Right. And less than a third of them actually have the radios activated. You know, when you get a car, you get free satellite radio. But it just goes to show you how bad satellite radio is because most of these people don't end up becoming subscribers. And why would you ever pay for something that is not nearly as good as something that you can get for free, right? Yeah, I know. And here's another thing you probably didn't know. The music streaming service that everybody thought was the rage a few years ago, Pandora. Right. Is actually losing money, losing tons of money. And it looks like Sirius XM, the satellite radio broadcasters, are going to buy Pandora. Well, just go ahead and keep losing money while you're at it, right? Right. That's my riff on radio. Well, wait, I'm not done with you yet. Oh, uh, here, boy. CNN did a study or survey of the top 10 all-time top 40 DJs. How many think you can hit on the top 10? Well, I'm not going to be in there. No, you're not. Although I should be. You should be. And I don't mean that from an arrogance standpoint. I I really don't. Well, a couple more years. But I've never gotten my due, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. Well, most of these guys are dead, so that should make you happy. But anyway, can you come up? I would say Larry Lujak is on the list. No. He's not? Nope. Well, I don't feel so bad. He was considered super jock back in the day at WLS in Chicago. Here's the list. Okay, wait. Wolfman Jack. Yep. We're talking DJs. Yep. I don't really consider Howard Stern. Nope, he's not. uh, No, okay. People that were on the air that played music, right? Yeah, top 40. Or it doesn't have to be. Yeah, top 40. Top 40 DJs. Right. The real Don Steele. Uh, Nope. 
Okay, well, you know, I'll give you a list. You, you can you can comment on each one of them. Okay, no, number one, Alan Freed. He could have been better, but he had a little paleo scandal. And the, the most disgusting thing I ever saw in my life, and they've <laughs> since buried his ashes. But Alan Freed coined the phrase "rock and roll," right? Yep, yep. So the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland a few years ago thought it would be a good idea. They were contacted by Alan Freed's relatives. They had his ashes in an urn. So what do you think they did at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? What? They displayed his urn, Ugh. and they had him interned at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and so many people thought that was in bad taste. Just almost as bad as John Lennon's last belongings that were given back to Ono in a paper bag, along with his bloody glasses that were on display. You know, there's <laughs> a lot of things that people do that are just stupid. Like, why would you ever put something like that? On display, just right, now that's ridiculous. But they've since buried his ashes. So, and they've since gotten rid of that John Lennon display. So it's okay, okay. to come back to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So tell me, who are the top DJs? All right, number two, and I love and this who picked from, these. It's just a survey of people in the record business and radio business. Number two was High Lit. Okay, from a, Philadelphia. Yep, birthplace of W I B G in yep. Philadelphia. Number three, Cousin Brucey. Ugh, <laughs> that guy's horrible. <laughs> number four, Jocko Anderson. Never heard of him. Black disc jockey. Number five. Well, these, all these people are before my time. You're, I know, but I'm just even, telling you, you're a radio a, guy. Even number, before your time. Wolfman Jack is number five. Yeah, I was going to say him. Here's a guy I didn't ever Number five, of. Wolfman Jack? Yep. He should be a lot higher. Who'd they say was number one again? Alan Freed. Oh, yeah. Okay. Number six is a guy I never heard of. Robert W. Morgan. Los Angeles guy. Right. They're all dead. Big Daddy Tom Donahue. Never heard of him. From KM. All right, keep going. Uh, Casey Kasem. Okay, he's dead. Number nine, some guy named Kid Leo. Yeah, he's awful. <laughs> he's terrible. He's and actually my- still on the air. He's on satellite radio, and this guy's out of Cleveland. He talks like this. He sounds like he's got marbles in his mouth. <laughs> well, what that was, Kid Leo, well, here's the boss, Bruce Springsteen. <sighs> That's how he talks, I swear. That cousin Brucey that you just mentioned, he's what we call a puker. Hey, everybody, <laughs> cousin Brucey here. Oh, you got some impersonations here. And number 10 is the guy that developed the morning zoo. You know who that is? That would be Scott Shannon. You got it, buddy. Here he is. Yeah. Scott Shannon is not too good either. <laughs> They're all pretty bad. Number 11 was Tom Kent cooking. Kent. No, that wouldn't be me. You'll nope. be there. If we, if we do this story a couple years from now, you'll be not. I'll have to be dead first. So right. I'd rather not be on the list. Tom and Mike.